Hey there, Dave here. Before getting into the episode, I have some cool people that I would like to say thank you to. People like the Top 3 Podcast Crew, Chris Nelson, Zolgeek, Colby Moyer, Eric Guess, Rick Firestone, and Jill. These lovely people have all gone to patreon.com slash realdavejackson and supported the tube and the podcasts within. You can be just like them by heading to patreon.com slash realdavejackson. As little as $2 per month will get you some treats like voting rights on what comes up on episodes of a top three podcast and tales from the backlog, bonus episodes and bonus content, and much more. Once again, that's patreon.com slash realdavejackson. Check it out. That'd be very cool of you, and you would be my hero. All right, on to the show. Hey everybody, my name is Dave Jackson and you're listening to Tales from the Backlog, a video games podcast where each week I'm joined by a guest to talk about a game we played. My guest today is a friend of the show, one half of the One Hour One Decision podcast and habitual golden rule breaker, Chris. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey Dave, thanks so much for having me. This is awesome. I've been listening to your show for a while and um, nice to be on this side of the uh of the episodes now yeah man likewise and i've been listening to your show for a while and i'm glad that you managed to play more than one hour of a game and get on the show (laughs) me too me too yeah today we're going to be talking about the forgotten city uh, which is a first person adventure mystery game developed by modern storyteller and published by dear villagers in 2021 Uh, this is a full game adaptation of an acclaimed Skyrim mod uh, that went by the same name, by the same developer. I never played the Skyrim mod, but we'll get into that in our uh, personal histories. Chris, if you were not stuck in an elevator, if you were riding (laughs) an elevator with someone and trying to pitch them on the Forgotten City, what would you say? Well, I don't know how good my pitch would be, but I would probably start off by saying, hey, do you like first-person games where you don't shoot anyone? Mm -hmm. How about... If you like to think about choices and literally kill NPCs at the end, (laughs) then you need to try Forgotten City. Yeah, that sounds good. Like, I I think I would give the similar type of thing. Do you want a first person kind of mystery game? Do you want to get to know all of the characters in a game and um, kind of unravel this mystery? And if you like time loops, it's another time loop game right here. So uh, spoiler policy for The Forgotten City is uh, this game's story is really, really important to it. Uh, but it has some really cool setup. Like the, the premise for this game, I think is really, really cool. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about kind of what the story does to get you started. And then I think I'm going to stop right after that, because this is kind of a mystery. You need to talk to people. You need to learn about all that stuff. So that sounds like a plan. Uh, the spoiler section will just be like pretty much all story here. There's not a lot of, um, 
action and combat, uh, at least not for a while. So before we get into The Forgotten City, uh, like I said, Chris is one half of the One Hour, One Decision podcast, uh, which is a show that I listen to all the time. So if people listening are not familiar, Chris, would you enlighten them? Sure. So um, myself, and as you mentioned, I have a another a co-host of mine, Tom. So Tom mm-hmm. and I um, play, uh, our, our podcast is basically basically going through the, the, the library of Game Pass games. But the, the concept of this show is that we will play a random game on Xbox Game Pass or something that people recommend that we haven't played and we'll play it for an hour and decide if we want to keep playing it or not. So, yeah, yeah that's that's kind of the idea. And um, it kind of came about where I had just recently, well, I, I had gotten Game Pass and... I was pretty overwhelmed with all the games. This is like two years ago at the time. <laughs> yeah. So I was pretty overwhelmed and I saw the surprise me button and it allowed me to, you know, pick a game or allowed, allowed the, the, the system or the service to pick the game for me. So mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, why don't we try to do a, a game, uh, po- gaming podcast about this? And, um, yeah. you know, we've, we're almost two years strong going. So, yeah, man. And uh, you guys are rocking with the, uh, the Quit the Build Network over there, and I, I support yeah. what they're doing, too. I, I like the uh, the message that Quit the Build is putting out into the the gaming world that's full of, you know, gatekeeping and toxicity from time to time, right? And uh, Yeah, so I like what they're doing, and I love what you guys are doing, too. And so I listen to the show. Your your episodes are quite short, unlike yeah. Tales from the Backlog, uh, which <laughs> makes it makes it an easy uh, easy listen. Uh, you and Tom are good hosts. And as someone who does like kind of reviews of full games, I'm very jealous that you only have to play an hour to prep for an episode. <laughs> it's like I yeah. fucked up real bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, you're doing the, um, the Lord's work by playing a lot of games and, and going through them very, very diligently. I, mm-hmm. I kudos to you for that. And, um, and, and like, like I was, I was, I was saying to Eric uh, from the Unlockables, like it, mm-hmm. like you, the stuff that you you do is just amazing. So uh, I'm again glad to glad to be part of it, and glad to be part of a game that I can actually talk to you about. That, yeah. like you said, that, that I actually completed. So it's been it's fun. Yeah, for sure. Your uh, your show does a good service for people who have limited gaming time or people who would kind of make that decision, you know, after an hour or so, like, do I want to keep playing this? I don't really do that because I'm, when I pick a game, I'm pretty sure like already that I'm going to finish it. And sometimes I finish it, even if I don't like it after an hour or 10 hours. Yeah. So I recently just finished Xenoblade Chronicles (laughs) three. I was at hour 50, not liking that game very much. So, um, Props to you guys. Uh, I enjoy the show and uh, recommend that everyone check it out. Uh, down in the show notes, you'll find links to uh, 1H1D. You can see everything that they're doing, different game every week. It's a good time. Yep. Um, we're going to get started with The Forgotten City by talking about our histories with the game. And so, Chris, I'll turn it over to you first. Was this a surprise me on Game Pass or did you know about it before you started playing it? No, actually, this is... Uh this was a uh, recommendation by uh, another fo- a fellow podcaster. Uh, what the Famicom actually okay. suggested this game for us. That's right. And yeah, because yeah. you guys did an episode on it. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, Tom and I had no idea what this game was about. 
uh, I didn't I, I didn't know until I did a little bit of research for our episode that it was a Skyrim mod. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't play it on Skyrim mod because I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not an Elder Scrolls slash Bethesda RPG player, but that's a different story. But yeah, like um, it, it was it was I was genuinely surprised because of the fact that you know you are playing a first person game and you're not your first um, intent is not to kill everyone or mm-hmm. actually that's that's kind of the premise of the game also right you try not to kill everyone <laughs> you try not to kill everyone or anyone yeah. and uh and i think that was that was that's what really got me intrigued and um eric from game positive was watching me play it like my first hour and told me like this game has a lot of twists and turns like definitely give it a shot and like you know i i mean even if he wasn't there watching the stream like i was it was definitely intriguing. Like the, the, I thought the dialogue was great. Yeah. And, um, you know, the characters that you meet were all pretty, pretty, pretty well fleshed out for, mm-hmm. for what it was. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, for sure. I, so I guess I was kind of like you, like I didn't know about the Skyrim mod at the time. Cause I don't, at the time I didn't have a computer that could probably even run Skyrim. So <laughs> <laughs> Why would Are I you care sure? about that? Because hey, they, they have like... My, my <laughs> laptop that I was rocking with for a long time um, struggles to run anything that's in 3D. doesn't matter what year it okay. came out. So okay. Okay. yeah. Um, so I didn't hear about the Skyrim mod. And truthfully, I don't I don't really like mods. They stress me out anyway. So I don't, I don't really do that stuff. But yeah. um, when it released and immediately went to game pass and people started, it started to bubble up with like that, that buzz of like, you know, this forgotten city game is actually really good. Mm-hmm. And I heard about the premise of about the golden rule and stuff. And I was immediately like, okay, that sounds great. I will put it on my, well, at the time it was like, wait for it to come to a thing that I own, but it came yeah. to PlayStation after a little bit. I still didn't buy it, but then I recently bought a PC and I got on game pass and it was like, nice, good timing too. Cause at the time we're recording this, it's leaving game pass in like a couple of days. So I just mm-hmm. got in there. But the other thing I want to mention is that this game was voted on uh, by the patrons of the tube and tales from the backlog. This game won the Dave just got game pass, which game should he play a uh, poll? <laughs> so thank you to everybody who patronizes and thank you for everybody who, uh, who voted in that. Yeah. Yes. I appreciate you very much. The other thing that kind of interested me in the Forgotten City, and I always try to tell people how long the game is, uh, but this is not a long game. So anytime someone tells me like, this game is really good and it's 10 hours or less, sign me up. So mm-hmm. I think what this one it took me about 10 hours to get all of the endings uh, to, not just to beat it one time, went through and got all the endings straight 10 hours, I think. Yeah. Uh, kind of similar to your experience there. Well, I don't know why Game Pass is telling me I paid 15 hours, but I I think I must have left the game on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know I sink bad at games, but I don't think I'm that bad. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I, I mean, I went through and I, I got the, I guess the achievement is the canon ending. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go back and play for the other endings. I okay. don't know. I, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know how I feel about going back and playing a game for the other endings. I, I rarely do. Uh, it was just in this game, you can just load up a save right before you pick your ending and then just go do 
whatever yeah. it is. So yeah, that's I fair. didn't, I didn't play this game four times. No way. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Game pass tells me I played this for four hours, which is just what? not possible. So what? game pass is all over the place with us. Come on game pass. Yeah. <laughs> so getting to some kind of opening thoughts here. Um, how do we feel about the forgotten city? Um, I think I've said it before, but this game's premise is really cool. Uh, the idea of the golden rule, which we'll explain here in a bit, hooked me immediately. Uh, you said the characters and the writing are all really good. I agree. I love that. I love the voice acting in the game and oh, yeah. like the mystery that you're uncovering, the like couple of mysteries that you're trying to figure out uh, are really compelling. And I enjoyed it the whole time. It's really hard for me to put this game down. Yeah, 100%. I, I even right off, the, like, even right off the bat where you meet, uh, and, and where you meet like Karen, they make fun yeah. of the fact that her name is Karen. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's so, like, like I felt, I felt a lot of times as things were happening, I would say something in my head and it would be one of the dialogue choices. And I was like, well, wow, this is great. Like, <laughs> yeah. They really think about like what you're, That's great. what you might be thinking about it. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a cool time. It was such a cool time. Cause it, it wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't being stressed out like I was like with doom eternal or I was jumping <laughs> yeah. left and right, trying to kill everyone on the screen. And, uh, I guess it was stressful in a different way. Right. Because of the At golden times. Rule. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was, it was like a refreshing game that I, I played recently. Yeah. So it is, it, it was kind of just like a, a breath of fresh air between, you know, hyper-violent games, which I love. I love me a hyper-violent <laughs> game. Uh, but between that, you know, JRPGs that I'm playing at the time, it's just nice to sit down, play through a little mystery story. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. So let's take a little music break. When we come back, we'll dig into it. So in The Forgotten City, uh, this game opens up in the present day. Um, Your character has just been rescued from a river and kind of wakes up on the riverbank. You start on the shore. That woman named Karen uh, asks you to go into some Roman ruins that are just around the corner. And uh, this was the first time when my, like you said, my thoughts and the character's dialogue totally (laughs) matched up because the character's (laughs) like, why? Why would I do that? (laughs) so true was, i just didn't get why what was the pre- i mean i get it that's the whole point of the game is to get yeah. you into this yeah you um, got to go in there that's... into the ruins but it was still like it was still funny that that they 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 justified it for you like right out in the open it's like okay you're doing it because of yeah because well, she said so whatever it is but it was there, it was, there is some uh some some tongue-in-cheek there from the the writers for sure yeah. Like you said, uh, she doesn't, you can ask her her name as she's, you're like, Hey, you want me to go in this fucking cave? At least tell me your name. And she's like, "Ah, I don't really don't want to. And she says her name's Karen, uh, which is like, Oh, okay, sure. That's why you, you didn't want (laughs) to tell me it's gotta be rough. Shout out to all the Karens out there. And, uh, this is interesting, uh, doing some research here. The original Skyrim mod, uh, was set in the elder scrolls world and it was in some Dwemer ruins not ancient Rome. And then when they, um, when they decided to make a full version, they made the switch to make it uh, a Roman setting, uh, which is cool. 
So you pick a starting character class at the beginning, like, uh, you know, an RPG thing. I think there's four. I picked mm-hmm. the archaeologist because uh, it said it would give me ancient knowledge, you know, whatever. These archaeologists going into some Roman ruins yeah. sounds helpful, right? Uh, there's four classes, though. Do you remember which one you picked? I don't. I, I almost feel like I picked the same thing, but I know I, def- I definitely didn't pick the there was like an army or a, a combat person yeah that gives you a gun that gives you a gun yeah which makes you <laughs> wonder like what you can do with that because i'm oh, sure yeah. there's like another ending with that oh yeah we'll talk about that in the spoiler section yeah. for sure yeah um anyway the uh, the point is like they they ask you to pick a class but it's not really important right. it's not yeah. you you will not lock yourself out of anything based on the class you pick um it might just come handy in certain situations that's about it uh, so you acquiesce and you go in the cave cause of course you do. And, uh, you fall down into, um, some water and you're in the Roman ruins. And this, this is like kind of as far as I knew before I started playing, you're walking through these ruins and there's these golden statues everywhere. Mm-hmm. And immediately I noticed like the environmental storytelling in the way those statues are posed and like the expressions on their faces, I was immediately, I was hooked. This is like five minutes into the game. I was like, okay, this is good. Yeah, it was uh, definitely, you're like, what's going on with all these statues? Why are there so many of these things? Like people just uh, like, what's going on? Like there, there was definitely, like you said, a lot of, a lot of intrigue. And then um, you meet Galer- like Galerius is the first person you meet, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, just, just the whole thing like uh like even when you're talking to him he's like how like wait like you're you're like wait how am i communicating with you because i believe you're speaking roman latin yeah. latin yes <laughs> <laughs> latin, latin to him. and you're like wait why am i speaking latin and he's like i don't know like what's going on here and so like you you can again they like, again the writers like got that in like, like just to make sure there's no like loops or, or weird loopholes right there in the writing, which I thought was, you know, kind of clever. So, yeah, uh, it was, it was just, I also like the fact that there's a follow mode. I don't know if we use that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Just, it was just nice to be able to like, kind of let, let the game kind of play itself a little bit, but yeah, you know. Yeah. So you, um, you go into these ruins and yada, 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 you find yourself in the past, um, yep. in this ancient Roman setting, you know, a couple thousand years in the past, or I didn't pay attention in history class. I don't know when the Romans <laughs> same, were same. around, but, um, <laughs> yeah, you find yourself in the ancient Roman setting. You talk to a uh, Galerius, like you said, uh, you have that exchange about what language you're talking about. Galerius gives you a tour and that's when you find out you can just press a button and your character will auto follow the NPC and that frees you up to look around and like yeah. take in this new setting and not worry about, you know, that constant pet peeve where your character walks faster than the NPC <laughs> you're with oh, or man, slower or whatever. Not a problem here. They thought of, they thought of a lot of stuff in this game. Yeah. Very thoughtful. Yeah. Except one puzzle, which was annoying, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, um, we will. I'm sure. Um, so Galerius uh, takes you to the magistrate, and that's when you uh, you learn about uh, the kind of key thing in this game, uh, which is that this community uh, lives under one rule and one rule only, the golden rule, they call mm-hmm. it. And it's not 
the golden rule, like do unto others as you wish for them to do to you or however that goes. It's not that one. It's Mm -hmm. that if one person commits any sin, everybody dies. Yep. That's how it goes. And they, they talk about the Roman practice of decimation, uh, as kind of a, an intro to this. Um, and you see there's tablets all over that say the, the many shall suffer for the sins of the few. And this is the only rule in this society. And I, I know, I think I played for maybe 30, 45 minutes, my first play session. And I was just thinking about all the implications of this. Like, Mm -hmm. what would it be like to live under this? And when I'm thinking about a game while I'm not playing it, like thinking about the implications of the story setup, that's when I know it's hooked me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. There's like seeing everyone and like the way, um, the way the rule is, works in the game also is is interesting because um as you as you proceed further into the game you realize there are there are definitely many ways that you can get around that so mm-hmm. yeah there's lots of ways that you can get around it and there's lots of ways that the people are getting around it the npcs mm-hmm. in the community and the other part of this like the mystery part that you first get introduced to is they explain the golden rule to you and then the magistrate says Someone here is going to break the golden rule soon. I need to know who so we can prevent it. And that's kind of your task is to find out which of these, you know, 20 or so NPCs is going to break the golden rule. And they all have motivations for doing it. And they all seem plausible in some way. It's one of the things I really like about this mystery. Yeah. And um, on top of all that going on, is a uh there's a there's a election right there's yeah. an election that happens for the new magistrate yeah right for the new magistrate and so as you're talking to people you're trying to figure out who's who 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 are people going to vote for and like you see who the parties are that that are going to be involved with that too and it's it's interesting it's not just like it's not just the one who's going to who's going to screw up this golden rule it, mm-hmm. There's there's other things that are layered into it uh, yeah. as well, and you see everyone's like either they're really pissed off at the magistrate, or you know they they really like they'll follow him to you know to their to their ruins, so to speak. So yeah, and one of the other things I liked about this is that the people there, you have a general idea. Like if I say, Chris, uh, if you sin, you know you're gonna bring death to everyone around you. Like they say in the game, you're like, okay, cool. And then if you start to think about it, you're like, okay, well, what is, what is a sin exactly? How do you define that? Is it okay to, you know, is it okay to borrow something and then forget to bring it back? Or do they think that's stealing, et cetera, et cetera. And the people in the game don't know exactly what it is either because they've only been living there for a short period of time. It's like this, you know, place that they all kind of wound up in and they can't, they don't know how to get out. And yep. so they're trying to figure out like, okay, we're living under this rule. What does it even mean? And you have to figure that out too, as the player. Yeah. And when the first time, cause I didn't break the rule in my first hour. I, it took me a little bit to realize like what's That's, happening. I remember that from the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, yeah, the, the, the fact that, you know, you, you break the golden rule and then, all hell breaks loose and like you hear this booming voice yeah. saying, you know, 
like essentially what you said before, where the it's many like, shall suffer for right. the sins of the few. Yeah, exactly. And then you're just like, what's going on? And then you see these like golden archers going after you and like taking out everyone. And it was, it was just like freaky. I like, and the funny thing was, I heard that there was supposed to be a twist. I thought that was the twist initially that, that the time loop was a twist. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as we, as we go further along, you're like, oh, okay. That's, that was just one of many things that, that are, that happens in this game. And it was, it was, it was, um, yeah, the, the loop part of it was interesting because then again, the dialogue changes because now you're like, I've already gone through this already. I like, yeah. I know what you're going to say and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's cool. Yeah. Real quick back to the, um, like you as the player playing under the golden rule too, it affects yeah. you too. And yeah. I like how it kind of alters your behavior and makes you think about oh, your yeah. behavior. You know, if you come into this with the play style that you play Skyrim with, where you're like, you know, that guy turned his back, I'm going to steal everything. You're <laughs> yeah. going to break the golden rule. And there are a lot of like more nuanced ways that you can break the golden rule too. Like one way late in the game really shocked me. Um, and I'll, I'll talk. And I was like, what, what the fuck happened? Like, I just, this is all, I, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'll tell mm-hmm. you in the spoiler part, but yeah, yep. it, you always kind of feel that pressure because there's a lot of times, you know, especially especially like this game kind of plays a little bit like Skyrim. So if you get back into that mindset of like, oh, that NPC insulted me. Well, mm. guess what? I'm going to, you know, shoot you in the head with an arrow. You can't do that in this game. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, even, yeah, it makes you, it makes you wonder when you have the option to lie in the yeah. game too. It's like, should I do that? It's probably not a good idea because maybe I will in, enact the golden rule. Yeah. So, or break it. So, Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it definitely makes you think about what what you do carefully, and then, like I said, that's why I was I was trying to be a good little boy at the beginning of the mm-hmm. hour. <laughs> like, you know, it didn't. Um, it becomes a detriment essentially as you're progressing through the game, though, because you sometimes do need to get forced that loop. Yeah, that's true. So, like we said at the beginning in the elevator pitches, this is a time loop game, and the time loop is kind of triggered when somebody or you breaks the golden rule and you have Mm -hmm. to uh, go reset the loop. Um, And I won't say how, because it's kind of cool to figure that out for yourself, but um, you got to reset that loop. Uh, One thing I really like about this game is that it respects your time as a time loop game. Like it will remember things that you've done. And so Mm -hmm. let's say you solved a side quest uh, earlier in the game, and then you had to reset the time loop. You don't have to do that side quest again. You can just tell Galerius right at the beginning. You're like, hey, bro, here's this medicine. Give it to somebody. It'll help him out. And he'll be like, all right, sure. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but yes, <laughs> I will. I just want to help. I'm a good dude. So he runs off and does it. You don't have to do that side quest. It's great. Right. It's a nice touch in a, a time loop game. Absolutely. That's, uh, yeah, again, they just did a great job of like just little when I say creature comforts, maybe or or just mm-hmm. just so you're not little quality of life. Yeah, exactly. Quality of life ga- uh, issues, like where you're you're just not having to repeat things over and over again just to repeat them. And it's yeah, uh, it's nice. They they really they really did take their time to think this through. And uh, considering that there's multiple endings to this game, mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and this is a this is a very small dev team. Like I think that this took them quite a long time to put together mm-hmm. this finished version of it. And they 
they didn't cut any corners, uh, I'll say. It's it's really thorough in the way that they've re- been really thoughtful with, you know, this is a time loop game. How do we not make the time loop annoying? Um, this is, you know, a game where you have to talk to people. How do we make that interesting? All of those things have been covered. It's, mm-hmm. it's really well made. Uh, so you are on the hunt for who's going to break the golden rule and other, you know, associated mysteries. Like, can you even prevent this? Can you stop someone from sinning? Uh, what does it even mean to break the golden rule? How do you do that? Where are the lines drawn? Um, and by the way, you're stuck in ancient Rome. How the hell do you get back to the present day? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can ask people around uh, town. You can be like, Hey, how do I get like back to the future or whatever? And they're like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> they, they even make fun, or I don't know if it's make fun of, but they point out your, the clothes that you're wearing too. Yeah. And stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, you're, you're a little, you're a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Here, so. But I, I said it in the opening thoughts, like, I, I don't want to say much more about the story and the mystery, but it was really compelling the whole way through all of the little side quests that come up that you have to solve all of the you know, you'll find along the way times where, okay, this character is going to break the golden rule. How do I stop them? All of those things uh, were really, really fun. And I, I had a blast just kind of uncovering what's going on here. Yeah. It's good times. Good times yeah. to be had with this. For sure. So uh, we will take another break. We'll get back into uh, what it's like to actually play the Forgotten City. So the Forgotten City is built on kind of the bones of Skyrim, uh, especially in its early days. And you can definitely tell in a lot of ways. Uh, this obviously looks a lot better than Skyrim. It's um, been modernized in a lot of ways. I haven't played Skyrim in at least 10 years, so I don't know. I can't tell you definitively like if it feels the same, but it sure feels the same as I remember Skyrim feeling. You know, running, jumping using a bow and stuff like that. Uh, how about you? Have you played Skyrim recently at all? <laughs> no, definitely not. Okay. Uh, I I I remember in college watching a friend play Oblivion. No. Is that that came before Skyrim? Uh, yeah, Oblivion was before. Okay. I remember watching my friend play Oblivion and but like that's like burned into my head. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a lot of good naps when I was watching that game, though. So I, I will say that. <laughs> but, but I, I do remember like the conversation system looking very similar to this, yeah. And like just like the the feel of the game, to your point, has that kind of vibe. Um, yeah. And the one place yeah. where I really noticed it was when you're talking to an NPC, the way the that conversation is framed or blocked. Yeah. I want to yeah. say looks exactly like it. Absolutely. Um, Except the the faces look better. The textures are <laughs> yeah. modern, you know. Yeah, I mean, I like the like. What, do they always? I feel like they always turn around and they look at you like in that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, like, they're always doing something and they have a little <laughs> turning around animation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The one thing I will say, if we're talking about visuals, real quick, is 
yeah, like you said, for the most part, the player models look or the character models look pretty good. But for some reason, they don't know how to make pinkies. I don't know if you, I don't know if you noticed. I didn't the, notice the pinkies. Their no. pinkies were like always <laughs> like jangle, like messed up. I don't know what it was about that, but it was <laughs> that was the one thing I got. It like it was very strange when you when you see it, you're like, oh, what the heck happened there? Yeah, so, yeah. I guess if we're talking about the way it looks, we can just continue with um, the character models and the faces look mostly good, but mm-hmm. the animations for faces are very Skyrim <laughs> Bethesda jank. Uh, there's some weird, you know, if someone wants to like, you know, look off to the side when they're thinking or something, it looks kind of weird, yeah. but I thought the faces themselves all look pretty good. Yeah. Um, and you're going to spend a lot of time talking to people in this game. So they yeah. definitely put some focus on that. Yeah. It was, I, sometimes the hair was kind of weird on, especially on the women, the hair yeah. kind of looked off, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think overall it was, it was fine. Again, yeah. again, like to your, to your, like, like you mentioned earlier, a very small team so yeah. for them to you know get these character models in and, and do what they did like the, the the writing was just like leaps and bounds like i didn't i didn't really care oh. too much dude, about... dude bethesda should hire these people yeah, to write right? for their games because yeah. the, the writing is of a quality that um bethesda hasn't seen in a long time mm-hmm. so um absolutely on visuals um i think the environments in the game look incredible, like really, really yeah. good, um, especially indoor places. There's always like, uh, you know, fires and stuff inside yeah. and the reflections and the firelight and all of that always looked awesome. Um, some of the uh, no spoiler antagonists <laughs> that you meet are real creepy and cool yes. uh, the way yeah. they're designed. Um, yeah. I, don't, I just came out of this thinking like it's a really good looking game and they it's a pretty small game like the yeah. the world that you're inhabiting is pretty small this isn't a giant open world game so they really focused in on making these you know these indoor spaces look great there's not mm-hmm. that many of them they made them all look really good the water looks really good all that yeah, stuff absolutely yeah and i believe this game was done in unreal yeah i couldn't tell you let's I believe check it was, i believe it was an unreal game um so they they've already gotten a step ahead with Bethesda because <laughs> the Bethesda engine is not great looking. Yeah, Unreal Four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was yeah like they 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 did again. It, it just kudos to them for doing what they could with what human resources that they had developing yeah. this game. Hundred percent. Really cool. Really yeah. cool. Uh, I think the kind of small scope of the game uh, really helps um, in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. Um, I've kind of said in the past that like, I think time loops and roguelikes and stuff are a way for small indie teams to get more game out of less, you know, stuff that they have to make basically. But this, uh, this game never felt like a, you know, we're doing a time loop because we can pad our game out. Never felt (laughs) like that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There was purpose to it. There was absolutely uh, purpose to it. Oh my God. I, like when you said a roguelike, I was like, oh my goodness, did I just play and like a roguelike? No, was, no. Was problem, I don't think so. Not this, this is not a roguelike. No, because no. You, you're, you keep the stuff that you uh, gain throughout your loops as well. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Good. 
Yeah, I mean, and if someone wants to like push their glasses up and yell at us and say it is <laughs> like, I, I don't care. I don't want to listen to it. Yeah. So, yeah. So playing the game feels like a simplified version of Skyrim. If you think about, you know, mm-hmm. walking around Skyrim, looting containers, sneaking, shooting a bow and arrow, all of that stuff is in this game. It's just a lot less. Like it's yeah. really focused on talking to people. Um, there is combat in the game, but it's not very frequent. Like I said, uh, you can get a character that starts with a gun, um, or you, there are a couple ways to get bow and arrows in the game, yep. um, but you're not going to need them very often, very rare. Um, there's a context sensitive kick button. That's really funny. Uh, when I saw that <laughs> prompt come up, I don't think I've ever done that actually in the game. Okay. I'll tell you after the spoiler wall then. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, there's a, uh, ranged, like a ranged combat, like bow. And I assume the gun, I never tried it, a ranged right. combat system, but I believe you can beat the game without ever using a weapon. Um, if hmm. I'm just thinking about how the endings go, I think you can do it. Pretty Even sure. with the cannon game or ending. Maybe not the cannon ending, but you can, you can finish the game. You can get an ending. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And not like yeah, a, not like a joke ending, but you right. know, <laughs> right. so, okay. yeah. And, uh, the other, the last thing I wrote down about, you know, playing the game is that there are lots of nooks and crannies to explore. And I always yeah. felt really good about what I found, uh, never really felt let down by finding a secret room or a new passage or something like that. It was always pretty fun. The one thing I will say that was kind of annoying was the, um, the jars that you would pick up because jars. like randomly throughout the, throughout the, the world, you'd pick up jars and like the, 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 um, the gameplay allowed you to rotate the jars. And oh look, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, Oh cool. Like, so I thought it was kind of like resident evil where it's like, maybe one of them has like a key underneath it or, or something like that. Not a single one of them. Had no. <laughs> and I was so annoyed by that. I was like, why am I picking these jars up? It's so stupid. Yeah. Those are, those are for like, you know, pick this up and check out this cool, you know, <laughs> art asset that we made. Check out right. this ancient Roman vase. It's kind of like a little digital museum in that way. Yeah. Okay. I can give them that. Yeah. But so, I mean, sometimes the exploring around will just get you a treasure chest that has some coins in it, but you're going to need those coins. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't really a game where you're going to like Skyrim. You're not going to end up being just mega fucking rich in this game, <laughs> whatever coins you find, you're going to need them. So yep. always feels good. And oh, we, guess, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was saying like there, there are some ways to like get a lot of coin quickly, but it's, uh, mm-hmm. you, you need to get, you need to progress pretty far into the game to get it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. So yeah. Anything else about kind of the, the gameplay, there's like a, there's a, a zip line system that's kind of <laughs> useful once or yeah. twice. <laughs> uh, I don't know anything else that that's kind of noteworthy about what it's like to actually play. The only thing I would say because first person there's like, I guess there's some stealth mechanics in the game. I, I generally do not like playing stealth in first person because mm. it's just, it's just frustrating because you don't have, you know, a good, you don't have good bearings about where you are in the game and yeah. it can be frustrating at times. But um, other than that, yeah, I, 
it was it was nice because it almost felt like even though it wasn't like it was open world but like still kind of railsy if that makes sense yeah yeah it's a tiny open world yeah but at there are places to explore but there's usually only one way to kind of I guess you can pick what quest lines you want to pursue right? and kind of follow whichever way you want to go. But there are definite like important quests that you need to do to kind of open up other stuff. I'm not sure that you would be able to like beat the game on your first loop like you could in uh, some other time loop games, I guess. Yeah, that would be I don't think you. Yeah, I don't think it's possible to beat the game in the first. Could you? Yeah, I don't know. Because this game has a, a like a ticking clock, like a day-night yeah. cycle. And um, yeah, I, I'm just not sure. Anyway, it's pretty simple gameplay-wise. Mm-hmm. It's obviously mm-hmm. not like the big focus is making a game that's like super fun to play. But what little gameplay there was, I thought was just fine. And it helps with the, you know, continuing the story. Yeah, absolutely. So we kind of talked about the the way the game looks earlier, but... Um, I think that the sound design and voice acting and uh, music is also worth talking about here, um, especially the voice acting. Yeah, um, I thought there's there's not that many characters. Like, I would guess that there's twenty to twenty five in the game, and all of them have a super distinct voice, very distinct in some cases. And I thought everyone did a pretty good job uh, with the uh, the character they're voicing. Absolutely, I, I, you know, everyone. <laughs> like the uh, the Greek shopper, uh, the Greek shop, uh, shop merchant. Yeah, he, he was great. Um, they're like just everyone that you meet. I thought they 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 didn't phone it in, which was uh, no. I, I appreciated. And uh, I even even the 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 voice that you know the booming voice that tells you the, <laughs> the golden rule is broken. Like that was great. It it scares the hell out of me when you first yeah. when you first hear <laughs> the it. The first time, yeah. Yeah, like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. I I thought there were a couple of voice actors that were kind of noteworthy. Uh, the voice actor who voiced Julie, mm. uh, who's the guy in the cage, uh, that was really good. And that's a tough line to walk because uh, yeah. he's playing a uh, kind of mentally impaired character. Uh, he didn't go simple Jack with it. <laughs> <in> Tropic Thunder. <laughs> he, uh, I think he did it pretty well. Yeah. And the uh, there's like a gruff kind of soldier, like Centurion type guy. He's got a real raspy voice. I liked his mm, voice a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But there there really isn't anyone who I'm just like, yeah, they just found an intern from like accounting. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's kind of surprising too, because this is a small indie team. I don't know how much budget they had for voice actors, but these are, they sound like professional voice actors. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, like, I don't know how they did it, but hey, good, good on them to find some very talented voice actors to do the uh, yeah. do their job. Um, the uh, the other thing to mention with voices is uh, as you're walking around the game, you're going to hear these whispers yeah. and they're creepy as fuck. And I don't yeah. want to get into them too much, but they are creepy. I never oh, yeah. got used to them. They're really well done. <laughs> I guess in a way they're, they're part of the gameplay too, aren't they? Yeah. You know, um, but it, it is, it is a, uh, a very very creepy gameplay mechanic for sure. It is. And sometimes, um, I think you guys said this in your episode too. Sometimes you'd be like getting like a, you know, trying to work out a puzzle and the, 
the whispers would say like, look behind the closet. Yeah. And like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I've been trying for five seconds. I would have appreciated another five seconds, right. but okay. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It was, it was totally, uh, one of those where, yeah, you, you kind of, you kind of want to have the opportunity to just think about, it. but then at the, at the same time, there were other puzzles or things like that, that just, they left you to your, Oh yeah. To, to just figure it out yourself. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, where, where's my whisper now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, really well done. Really creepy. Uh, they serve a good purpose in the story too, uh, but it had to be mentioned if we we're going to talk about sound uh, in this game. Um, the other thing is the music. What did you think of the music in the forgotten city? Um, I thought it was fine. Like I didn't think of it as like, it wasn't, it wasn't like, the intro to outer worlds or anything like that. Like it was, it was, uh, it it served its purpose. Like it it got you into the setting. Yeah. Um, and you know, that was, that it served its purpose there. It didn't, but it didn't ask, like, didn't make me go on and try to find the soundtrack on YouTube or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm with you. It's, it's a cinematic soundtrack. That's like, right. I, I would liken it to, I'm never going to go look up the OST for a Marvel movie on YouTube. And that's kind of how I felt here, even though right. like the OSTs in Marvel movies fit the movies. Yeah. Sounds good, but it's just not super memorable. And like you said, it fits in the setting. I wrote down, it's just kind of generic ancient world music. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of horns, a lot of big, you know, booming things. Um, but you know, it sounds good. It, yeah. They didn't do a bad job. It's just not, not going to be, you know, on my work playlist when right. I listen to video game music. <laughs> there were a couple times in the game where the music didn't match what was happening and it was really kind of jarring. Like hmm. I'd be exploring somewhere and like, like frantic combat music would start and I'd be like, whoa, what, yeah. what the fuck's happening? Like looking <laughs> yeah. around and there, there's nothing happening. It's just, you know, audio got the wrong track got played mm-hmm. or something like that. Or maybe something was happening like elsewhere in the world. Cause again, it's like a pretty small level. It could have been yeah. just like someone's about to break the golden rule somewhere else. And I'm just not there and yeah. the music kicks in, but I have no idea why happened a few times. Yeah. It's possible. Cause there are like, like, like you mentioned before, there are a lot of things that are happening at the same time. So yeah, maybe, maybe. And, and as, as time is progressing throughout the day, that's going to happen. So um, it's, it's possible. Yeah. But I don't know. Music's okay. You've heard it throughout the episode here. Yep. It's good. Sounds good. But hmm. like we said, just not super memorable. So before we get into talking spoilers for The Forgotten City, we got to answer the last question for the non-spoiler part, which is, Chris, who would you recommend this game to? Who would I recommend this to? Um, honestly, anyone that's looking for a... Because I feel like this game you could kind of play couch cooperatively too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you uh, could. But uh, definitely anyone that, that's looking for something different. It is. It is a... It's it's not a very fast-paced game. 
But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's a short game. Like, you know, you could definitely beat this over a weekend. And like I said, the writing is great. If you like good writing, especially in, in video games, like mm-hmm. check this out. Like there's no harm. And like, while it's still on Game Pass, give it a shot. Like Otherwise, I think it's still pretty cheap too, right? Yeah. So by the time people hear this, it'll be off Game Pass. But okay. <laughs> I think... I think on PlayStation, the full price is 30 bucks, maybe okay. 20, 30 bucks. It's so it's not a full price game. Check it out. It's it's still a good time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I kind of agree. Like if you enjoy good writing in video games, if you enjoy a good mystery and a good kind of tight story, I didn't mention this before, but the the story spins a wide web and then ties it all up really well. I feel yeah. like this isn't, this isn't a lost situation where they just spun out of control and had no answers for the questions they ask. I think this game does a really good job of wrapping it all up. So it's a really satisfying story. The gameplay is simple, but it's not bad. And yeah, I recommend it for pretty much anyone who enjoys those things about games. And if you if you need to be, you know, satisfied with action combat and stuff like that you maybe look elsewhere yeah look elsewhere if you want that yeah but i i think i say you know kind of often on the show that if you're listening to a show like this you probably do appreciate a game with a good story so yeah yeah, give it a shot the forgotten city is pretty fucking good um so a little housekeeping before we do break that spoiler wall. Uh, first things first, Chris, where can people find 1H1D? What do you guys have going on uh, besides the podcast? Because I know you do uh, streaming and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Um, so we are on Twitter at TC1H1D. And, um, you know, our, our podcast is on most audio platforms. And we're on YouTube under the QTB network channel. Uh, um, YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. we are all our, all of our latest episodes drop there and um, we'll be, we'll be cause we're, we're kind of making up some time. Uh, we, we, we've been releasing bracket episodes. Um, so there, there might be one, there might be two bracket episodes that have dropped since this episode gets uh, released. Mm-hmm. Um, check those out. That's when we take all the games that we've played, put them in a bracket and figure out like which one of those games in that bracket um, would would win it all, like that we would want to play again, kind of thing. Nice. So, um, but yeah, and then yeah, we stream on Twitch. Um, we don't have a schedule or anything like that. We just randomly go on, pop on uh, uh, Twitch.tv slash one each one D, and um, and yeah, like uh, check out all the other uh, awesome QTB stuff that's on 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 their uh, website. You know, quitthebuild.com and um, slash network. So that they got some great stuff there too. Not just us. There's other, other great stuff there. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I appreciate quit the build. And like I said before, the positivity and the, uh, kind of just, you know, good vibes, uh, about, yeah. because if you, if you're on gaming Twitter and stuff like that, there's a lot of angry people out there. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I appreciate really? that. Uh, you guys, yeah, we're angry people. I've never heard that. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think you guys do a really good job too. Like I said, a uh, short show talking about the first hour of a game, first impressions. Um, I appreciate what you guys do and I think everyone should check it out. Look down on the show notes for a link, uh, to quit the build and one H one D. 
as far as Tales from the Backlog goes, same things as always. If you uh, haven't been enjoying the show, if you've enjoyed this episode so far, consider leaving a rating and review if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and other platforms that allow that. Those are the big three, I think. Um, We have a Discord server where people are talking about games and stuff, perhaps uh, talking about the Forgotten City this week. And yeah, I have another show called a Top 3 Podcast where we do top three lists. And if we're talking about top three time loop games, this might be in there. Might be a little too gaming specific for that show, but (laughs) yeah, there's another uh, endorsement for the Forgotten City there. So check out a top three podcast. Uh, Thank you for listening thus far. Uh, We are going to take a break. When we come back, it's full spoiler time for the Forgotten City. Chris and I are back and it's time for spoilers for the forgotten city. Uh, Chris, let me just ask you a simple question before we kind of dive in. How long did it take you? Did it take you until the game told you to figure out that this was hell or not hell, the underworld and that Karen was Karen, you know, the, the, the riverman. Right. Uh, I didn't. So I think early, I, I think I figured that out pretty early on, but I was like jokingly like, oh, watch, I'm dead this whole time. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but the Karen thing, I never, I, cause, you know, I, I, I didn't really follow history too well. So, and, and like Greek, like Greek and Roman mythology and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that the, the Karen, Karen, like that didn't click for me until they explained it. So, yeah. but yeah, like, <laughs> when that was the that was a twist i was like oh my god what who wrote this m night Shyamalan? what's going on here like what is this <laughs> like this is <laughs> i mean it but the, the problem the thing was like it didn't it didn't annoy me that much like it was it was because everything else that like happened like the characters that that were involved and stuff like that it was still pretty enticing for me to keep going and just see what the heck is going on yeah no so. yeah Totally. Like I I said this, I feel like I've been saying this a lot recently, but, um, I don't catch twists ever. I will never predict a twist. Yeah. I don't read into things. Um, I'm just always along for the ride. Even if I'm taking notes for a podcast later, I still, this in hindsight seems like a fairly obvious twist to see Mm -hmm. coming. Um, you know, you talk to all the people around all of them are like, yeah, I remember a fire and Mm -hmm. then I was in a river and then I came here and we can't escape here and all of Mm. that stuff. And I was like, in hindsight should have seen it coming, but (laughs) didn't, I was blindsided by it when it came up. Um, and Karen, uh, got past me because, uh, I know a little bit about the mythology, but more, 
more importantly, I guess I played Hades not that long ago and Mm. Karen's, you know, a big NPC in that game, but they pronounce it differently. So I think that tripped me up, uh, not Ah. pronouncing it Charon or something like that. Um, so I didn't see any of this coming. I was totally blindsided (laughs) by it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it, it was still, I guess it was fine. Um, I thought the bigger twist was the fact that uh, the magistrate was keeping everyone there. Like, yeah, just so totally. he he was like the one that like wanted to keep uphold the golden rule because it keeps him in power. Like it was for yeah. for selfish reasons and not for like the benevolent leader that he he portrays himself to be. So yeah, so he thinks, uh, he not he thinks. He likes the kind of life that he's living as the magistrate, Mm -hmm. and he knows that at the end of the day, someone breaks the golden rule, but it doesn't matter because he set up this time loop thing with um, Proserpina, the uh, the goddess in the temple there. Um, And he um, has figured out a way to create this time portal and loop to the back of the day. And he wants to preserve the status quo because it keeps him in power, and he enjoys the life of being the magistrate. And yeah, that first conversation you have with him where like you get some clues that like maybe he might not be up to any good. And there's a lot of ways to get this conversation to begin with him. But the first time you do and he's like, yeah, I'm in control of this whole thing. Like you think there haven't been other people like you that have come (laughs) here, et cetera, et cetera. Like I'm preserving this. I'm in total control. There's nothing you can do to stop this. And I was like, that's another thing. Never saw that coming at all. <laughs> yeah, I um, I guess maybe I didn't read too in, too much. Like as you're saying that, I'm like, oh wow, he kind of like laid out the his plan right there, uh, like in the beginning when you first meet him. But yeah. I, you know, I guess maybe the the whole thing with him having like a missing daughter, and then like his other daughter, like the, like the like trying to like all worried about, about the situation. Mm-hmm. And then again, another twist to his character is that he friggin' like locked his own daughter up in that, that tower. In the cistern, like, yeah. It's like, what the heck? Yeah. You that know? was a big shock. Uh, Cause for a long time, you can't find a key to get right. into that cistern. And I thought, you know, uh, I think it's because Julie said there's treasure up there. So mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to go find Julie's treasure. And then there's this woman just like, chained up up there yeah. I was like, oh what the fuck yeah. and then as soon as i saw her because i in the back of my head i thought centilla is probably still alive yeah. but i don't know where and i definitely didn't expect her to be up there yeah and is, and, and is it because just she knew that he was doing is that why is that why he locked her up i forget she she wanted to escape and escaping will break the golden rule she found mm. a way out oh right right right, right. it was and it was that's yeah. That's yeah. how you get one of the endings or two yeah. of the endings is to escape with her. Right. So how did the golden rule first get broken in your game? Oh man. I can't remember now. I, I think it was, I think it was when I, I stole something. I okay. think it was when I did that. Okay. There is a, a quest where you need to steal something. I think it's the medicine you yes. need to steal from the, uh, the kind of sleazy merchant guy. Yeah. Oh, I hate that guy. The first time it got broken in my game was when the assassin shows up. And okay. um, if you don't talk your way out of that, he'll shoot you. 
um, yes. with an arrow, and that breaks the golden rule. That was it. I'm sorry. That was it. Now, okay. now that you said that, yes, that was the time that I um, got I got shot and it started over. And yeah, that was that was also pretty clever when like how you you know save the girl from the from the from like, the, the, the from temple the, that's the falling, temple apart. falling apart. Yeah. And having the th- having the thief or, or the, the assassin go in there and yeah. it still didn't break the rule because you didn't it's do an it. Accident. Yeah, it's it was an, accident. an accident. Yeah. So. Um, but that's it kind of gets into that gray area. I don't know right. if you know this, but you can talk to the girl, the the baker that you save. Yeah. After that. And you can tell her, like, I knew that would happen, and that breaks the golden rule. Oh <laughs> that makes sense. She asks you, because uh, I think you have to talk to her for something uh, mm-hmm. to finish a quest or something like that. And you have to basically like lawyer talk your way out of it or politician talk your way out of it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, did you know that would happen? And I think you have to say something like, you know, if I admitted it, that would be breaking the golden rule. Wink, wink. And she's yeah. like, oh, wink, wink. I understand. Yeah. And then you go your <laughs> merry way. But if you say like, yeah, I knew that would happen. Instant. Golden rules. Wow. Okay. I didn't, I didn't break that one. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's cool how they've kind of programmed that gray area into it. And you're kind you're always just like pushing up against it. Yeah. Um, Stealing from that guy though. uh, Once I realized that like, once the golden rule is broken, you can steal because you'll keep whatever you stole in the mm-hmm. next loop. So once the golden rule was broken, I ran over to his stall, grabbed the <laughs> shit, and then booked it for the uh, the time portal. Right. Yeah. I oh, mean, man. I I got to say the archers are pretty bad. Uh, they're pretty bad aim shots. So yeah, there was a couple times when I got frustrated because there were too many of them. Yeah. Uh, for what I needed to do, but it's not hard to to run back to the portal. No. Not at all, but it, you know, it was still the the panic that happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first time it broke, and I was like, you know, that booming voice comes out, and yeah. the, the statues come to life. I didn't know that from like I, I I didn't watch any videos about this game or anything. I didn't watch yeah. any streams. So the first time that happened, I was like, oh, sh- what? <laughs> like, what do I do? And then the um the quest marker is like, follow the magistrate to the time portal. I'm like. Where's the magistrate? Where's the time portal? I don't know right, where any right, of this right, is. Because right, right. <laughs> I can see how you, I can see how you made it an hour without it being broken, but yeah. it got broken within, you know, within my first hour for really? sure. And okay. I wasn't familiar with the map yet and stuff like that. Yeah, I can, um, <laughs> it, even like, even just traver- like traversing and then like that freaking merchant, man, that guy pissed me off so much. The, yeah, the I forget his name. Merchant. Uh, yeah, he's a dick. He's such a dick. Um, I think I, I just had, uh, what's his name? I had it up here. Decius. Decius, yeah. Decius. Um, did you get to, did did you do the the quest for him in the, um, where you had to go into that um, temple? Oh, with the uh, the golden bow? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you need that for the canon ending. So yeah, okay. I did that. Yeah, I like. Um, I like that the after you like if you don't give him the if you don't give him the bow, and then you come back out, and he's like, "Well, how how did you get out?" And then it's like he's a like, cool. Well, and then I think I think you can sell him back 
his um, his bow or something like that. Oh no no no! It was you, re- was you replace it on the statue? You oh take no no! The real yeah, one right. and you put it, the fake one up there. It was no no! It was it, like you basically do the same thing that he did to you. Oh, to convince you to get into the um, into that temple, like so. He's like, oh, he's like, I, I, I think you basically tell him like, oh, you know, I, I'll tell you this, but for a price kind of thing. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll do it. And then you like, you just tell him basically what he told you. And he's like, oh, what, what the hell? Like, why did you do that? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, take that sucker, you know? Yeah. So it was, yeah, it, was a, it was so satisfying to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I was so scared during that quest. Oh um, man. Number one, because when they tell you, they're like, you need to go steal a golden bow from the statue of a goddess in this temple. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's going to break the golden rule. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. It doesn't. But the other part was uh, when you do, when you accept that quest, it gives you a warning on the screen that says like, uh, this quest, be careful if you don't like horror games mm. or uh, action combat. And I was like, I don't like horror games. This is, <laughs> what are we going to do here? Right. Uh, luckily it's, it's not scary. Like not in the slightest, but it's, it's, is this the beginning of when you notice the statues starting to look at you, follow you? I, you know, I never noticed that. I never like, really. Yeah. I, I would hear, you know, the sound of yeah a statue the moving. Room. Yeah. But I never noticed them like, I never noticed like their eyes following or their faces oh, following. It, it was, it wasn't their eye, Like it was their heads. Like you would, you would turn around, like they're looking at you the entire time. Like, Oh shit. It just gave me like, <laughs> it just gave me like those creepy vibes. And then the, the one with the, the lady like inside the. Yeah. Oh. That's what you get into in that, uh, that quest is that My takes God. you in the house where she has all of those, they call them the skinned statues oh. that she's been experimenting on. And that was creepy. Yeah. I guess that's where the horror game. Yeah. Comes. Not like there's things jumping out from the dark at you. But no. Horrifying to think about what's going on in there. Yeah. She, she's gone mad and, uh, she starts, well, yeah, I guess she's trying to save these people, but yeah. in doing so she's, she's skinning them alive. And yeah, basically. Cause it's, um, you get the revelation here that, the golden statues are not solid gold and then no. there's people there's there's a layer of gold but the, the their bodies are under there yep. and they're still conscious yeah and that's why uh they can i guess their heads can follow you and so she like you said she's trying to um save them by you know peeling the gold layer off but it's attached to their skin so mm-hmm. she is effectively skinning them and I ran into one of those skin statues the first time down in the lower cistern, mm-hmm. uh, trying to find something down there. And that was really creepy to have this thing just run full speed at you. But at the <laughs> same time, it's asking you to kill it. Yeah. And I, was like, I was like, God damn. It, that's where the kick button comes up. You can oh, use the kick that's button right. on those That's kicks. right. Yes. Yes. Oh, I did kick them a lot. You're right. Yeah. I uh, you gotta get them away from you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause I was, I was always trying to aim for the head yeah. and sometimes it didn't work. So getting that, getting those uh, kicks to get that precious time to pull that, pull the arrow is important for sure. Yeah. The first time I found one, um, I didn't have the golden bow yet. I didn't have any bow yet. So Ooh. it was just kick, run, 
kick run. I tried to kick it down um, a pit, didn't work. Um, <laughs> and so eventually I just thought like, oh, these are unkillable enemies. I don't have a weapon, uh, so I can't kill these. I just have to kick, run away. Uh, you're down there, you're trying to find a, I think it's like a pendant or something like that you find on a skeleton. I Once I found that, I was like, okay, this must be the important item. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> So good. It was, it was again such a creepy, creepy moment in the game, and again, well done. Because yeah, like you could like you you can understand her intentions, but now she's just gone insane for trying to like. She's like, no, there, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way, and like yeah, I think the person that is on basically like the her her operating table is like one of her lovers or something like that. Yeah. It's, um, she fell in love with one of the statues. Uh, oh. Cause it's, it's really beautiful. And then she like, she's convinced, you know, that she can peel off the gold and save this woman. Right. And then they can live together, um, et cetera. But she's, yeah, like we said, she's skinning them alive and all they want for you is, uh, to they be dead. Yeah. Um, and if, if you kill them, they often, they'll like, They'll go thank you yeah. as they die and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of oh, sad, crazy. but it also yeah. makes no sense. Does how if they're already in purgatory, where are they going to go after this? That's what I was thinking. I don't know enough about the mythology to know yeah. like if there's because I know that the um, the Greek underworld has different levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Hades taught me anything, it's that there's different <laughs> levels, um, and. I, I'm not sure about the Roman um, or the Egyptian or the uh, what's the other one? The Sumerian. Sumerian. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know enough about that um, to say what happens if someone gets killed in here. Who knows? Yeah. I, and I guess that's another twist that, uh, that you find out too, right? Is that this, this has happened like this has been going on for, for centuries. Yeah. So save that for the ending a little bit, but (laughs) um, there's a, there's a couple other like things before we get into the ending that I think are really cool. Um, I loved at the beginning how we didn't mention Al, the guy you're going into the ruins to try to find. Um, I loved how one of the first things you find before you even go in the time portal is you find Al's dead body. Um, He killed himself and he's a golden statue and there's a note um, telling you like, don't go in the time portal. I've, I've been through like hell and torture and everything. Don't go in the time portal. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well I'm going in that time portal. So <laughs> thanks a lot, Al. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any other choice here. So whatever. Yeah. Any other interesting ways that the golden rule got broken that you know of before we get into, um, kind of talking about the endings, I think. I mean, the, the, the vote I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you let it, if you let it play out uh, without getting involved at all, you know that um, the sleazy multicolored eye guy wins. Um, yeah, and immediately it, it it breaks the golden rule because <laughs> he tries to. I think he tries to kill someone right there. Right, I, I believe. Yeah, because after he wins, um, he basically says, like, no more golden rule, we're abolishing it, and yeah. uh, old magister, I sentence you to death, mm-hmm. and they kill him. 
and that breaks the golden rule. And it's kind of funny if you see it happen or if you're nearby, um, all of his, his friends, um, who are like drinking his Kool-Aid because he's been telling everyone that the golden rule doesn't exist. Right. All of them are like, what the hell, man? You said there's no golden rule. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, it's like reflecting real life at times, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not to get into that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so let's see ways. Okay. Uh, one way I think I mentioned this is one I was teasing in the non-spoiler part that the golden rule got broken is uh, if you have Galerius win the election and he lets Dooley out of the cage, Mm -hmm. Dooley will walk out and immediately steal something. uh, (laughs) I don't remember him doing that though. Yeah, he does. Um, Maybe it's not immediately, but he, he will eventually. And so the golden rule got broken when I was, um, I forget Okay, this is a different time. The golden rule got broken when I was like not near them and it was duly stealing something because he <laughs> he just loves uh just loves cool stuff that he yeah. finds. Clearly. Wants to have it. Needs it. My precious. The uh the golden rule got broken because of the election one time while I was in the uh the mansion doing mm. that quest with all the golden statues and that makes it impossible to finish uh. that quest. So I had to, uh, I had to reload an old save because I kept dying. Um, that sucked, but you know, would it, just bad timing. I don't know how the developers would have planned around that. Unless I, it's the, like, <laughs> if you're in the mansion, don't let the election happen or something, mm-hmm. but it's on a timer. If you reach the end of the day, the golden rule gets broken. That forces yeah. the time loop. True. One of the, one of my pet peeves was the, the conversation you have with the guy who's about to kill himself. Oh yeah. Because, um, well, and, and going back to the whole money thing, there's like certain places where you can find like a bunch of money. Like if you, once you get the, the arrow or like the golden, golden bow and the arrows, yeah. like you can, if you shoot the leaves and stuff like that, they become climbable. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, there's always like this chest that has like a thousand denarii. I forgot what the name of their yeah, yeah. currency was, but yep. and so you can just keep collecting that until you can tell this guy to, you know, don't kill himself, whatever. But yeah, um, what was interesting is after that, after he does like kill himself that first time, like when you jump through that guy's um, basically because he he makes he makes a hole in the guy's roof and then through his. Uh, I think it goes right into his pool or something like that. Yeah. The, so that, uh, the guy who's challenging for the magistrate right. position. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, you know, just just like, I don't know why I I thought like, hey, why don't I just jump through here too? But it was, it was interesting, like how your <laughs> yeah. mindset becomes like, all right, well, why don't I like, you know, try this out? Because if I die, I, I can just start over. Like, like you could do, there's some experimentation that happens right throughout the oh, game, yeah. which is, which is pretty yeah. cool. Um, um, speaking of that, if you know, however you get into that guy's house, yeah. um, you can turn the vines outside into gold and climb them. Yeah. And when you go talk to him, he'll be like, did you just scale the wall of my house <laughs> and come in here? <laughs> and if you do the jump, uh, from the temple way up above he'll yeah. say like, did you just jump from all the way up there down into my <laughs> fountain? 
is uh, yeah, again, like they they just did a good job of of, of uh, covering all their bases there. Yeah, so. and and nice nice sense of humor from yeah. the developers without <laughs> yeah. being without being Borderlands or something like right. that. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Who is your favorite character? Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised to see, uh, what's his name? Galerius. I was surprised to see him become like the, the ultimate good guy type. Mm. Um, I'm not sure I had for, for a long time in the game, the magistrate was my favorite character because I enjoyed his dialogue. I enjoyed talking to him. Um, I like the, uh, the priestess lady. Uh, she was interesting. And then she becomes, you know, kind of your, she tells you what's going on. Um, that bathhouse that you go in is really, uh, really beautiful. Like one of yeah. the most beautiful places in this game. And I like how before you go in, she says like, follow me into the bathhouse, but not that close. Like stay a little <laughs> bit behind so people don't get any ideas. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a, again, they, they, they had fun writing for this, yeah. for this game. Yeah, totally. For sure. What what about you? Who's who are some standouts? Um, not the gladiator, but uh, the the centurion that you get the book that you get the book of like everyone's names and like what they where they live and stuff like that. The one that like that that follows the magistrate. Like I thought he was pretty cool. Oh because, yeah, that guy. Just because like he he's trying to do the right thing and like even even like the way that he got he got there was like him trying to trying to save people and like obviously him dying because of that. So um <laughs> I thought that was that was he was pretty cool. Centilla was cool too because you know that 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 like blew open like everything for me because it's like what the heck like this guy is just pure evil. Like he's just like, Yeah. He, he's just a big big jerk, but um yeah, like they they yeah, I like. I mean, like we talked about, like I think everyone had uh, their their uh, like. You, you can empathize with most of the characters in this. Yeah, totally. Minus minus uh, Decius, that guy can go. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's only maybe three characters that are like pieces of shit in here, <laughs> um, but everyone else is all right. Um, yeah, enjoyed them. Um, let's see, so. I guess before, before getting into the endings, um, mm-hmm. and kind of what we learn, like I, I wrote down just like a, a question here. Um, once you find out that this is the underworld, um, and it's being ruled over by whatever version, whatever name the people have been giving it, mm-hmm. um, it kind of made me think like at the time it made me think like, is it kind of, is it worth it to take the golden rule away? in the underworld. I mean, does the fact that they're all dead already mean that like, you know, if they losing this chance at an afterlife under this like oppressive golden rule, um, is that necessarily like a bad thing now that we know that they're all dead? I thought that. Mm -hmm. And then they answered it like with the ending, uh, they totally explained why this is happening and why like, no, these people actually do deserve, you know, even though they're dead, they deserve a chance to kind of experience the underworld without this kind of oppressive, uh, thing I thought. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of questions, even, even when you meet the guy 
that lives all the way all the way at the uh, underneath the yeah. city <laughs> um you know he 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 poses a lot of questions to you about you know about life and 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 and, and this rule and mm-hmm. it, it just again like it's that's what's just like very cool about this this game is the kind of questions that they make you think about and yeah um you know, it was it was cool, and then and then be be to be able to ask those kind of questions to the creator of all this is is also yeah, totally. So when I first started, I thought, you know, this must be like a utopia because nobody's sinning, no one's stealing right. from each other, right. nobody's, uh, you know, nobody's cheating each other, no one's killing each other. It must be incredible, and I really like how they go. And they give you all of these different ways that people are still being shitty to each other. They're just (laughs) not killing each other. You know, there's, um, Decius is, uh, kind of upcharging with medicine, uh, someone who's like dying and he's like, Nope, I, uh, you know, supply and demand, um, stuff like that. (laughs) The, uh, kind of indentured servitude that, uh, what's his, what's his, the, the challenger, I think his name's Maliolus. I can't remember his real name. That's right. Maliolus. Um, the, the way that he gets people into like, um, yeah, into debt and makes them work for 30 years to pay mm-hmm. off their debt. Um, not breaking the golden rule technically because they agreed to the terms, but still just all the ways that people are being really shitty to each other without sinning, uh, which is a nice little, I'm glad they explored it as much as they did, you know? Yeah. And the kind of the other messed up part is they, they will never complete those 30 years because that loop will keep happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Ugh, so Sentius <laughs> is having a just a grand day that he keeps repeating. But yeah. uh, one of those people poisons themselves every day. Uh, I think her name's Yulia. Yulia, yep. yep. She poisons herself. Her boyfriend or uh, whatever. Or her, was it her brother? Can't remember. I think it's her. Well, yeah, I think it's your boyfriend. Yeah, he is going to jump off the temple and kill himself every single day. The 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 other woman who like knows what's going on, uh she's going to just, you know, wander around rambling every day and people <laughs> yeah. are going to tell her to shut up. Yep. Um yeah, it's uh it, it's pretty rough when you think about uh the other guy who's got uh rheumatism, arthritis. Oh yeah. He's just in horrible pain all the time. Yeah. Until you until you uh you get him that medicine. Yeah. Um it's only a few people that are having a good day, you know. <laughs> Centella's sister is having a horrible day, she can't find her sister. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. When you think about it that way and then there's the two, you know, magistrate candidates just living it up. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Maliolus is like bodyguard just doing push-ups all the time. He seems <laughs> he seems like he's doing fine. Yeah. He's getting it's paid. He's fine. Yeah.
guess the other thing, well, the other thing that was interesting is the fact that um, sent, sent he, the, the magistrate essentially he knew he knows that there's there's a loop happening, and he like like once you discover his whole plan, he's like, yeah, I knew you're gonna come and and do this, and like the paradox yeah. also is that if you like we're if we're going into the the ending, so to speak, I can talk mm-hmm. about it, but sure, um, like if you kill him. That makes a paradox, and then you can get out in that way. Yeah, from what I understand, and that's um, that's the bad ending, mm-hmm. uh, which is if you just kill Sentius yourself, um, you create the paradox because you killed him. Now he's dead. He won't make the portal. He won't bring you in, etc. Right. Um, uh, so I guess we'll just say what happens there. You didn't? Did you see this ending? I didn't see that ending. I only I okay. only saw the. Um, the one I got the canon ending, but okay. So this is the only ending where you wake up outside and Karen is not there. Um, mm-hmm. because apparently doing this and not solving the problem in any way, um, Karen's not interested, I guess she's just <laughs> not there. So Al's out there and you're still stuck. You're still, this is still the underworld. You're still dead. Yeah. Um, and Al yells at you for basically dooming both of you to an eternity. Oh, wow. Uh, just Imperative stuck out yeah. in this forest or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I felt really bad. Um, and also <laughs> everyone, all the NPCs in the story died uh, because you broke the golden rule by killing Sentius. Uh, you disappeared because of the paradox, but all of them got shot by mm. the archers. So bad times. Bad times indeed. Yeah. What a shame. Um, you mentioned that guy, living below the city uh, real mm-hmm. quick. He, I love the idea that he, he was there already. Um, and I, I just love that whenever there's a character who's, you know, quote, he's always been here. We don't know what he's doing, but he's always been here. I love that. <laughs> and I like how this game kind of tackles civilizations building on top of previous civilizations Yeah, and how you kind of discover that um, by going through the different versions of the underworld mm-hmm. uh, following this tablet. This is all part of the uh, the canon ending. Yep. So you start, you go, um, you're in the Roman underworld, of course. That's where the game takes place. You go down into the Greek underworld and then uh, you meet, what's that guy's name? The uh, Kabash. Mm. Kabash throws the tablet down below. Now you're in the Egyptian underworld, you know, and it just keeps going until you're in the Sumerian underworld. And so Egyptians built on top of them. And then the Greeks built on top of them, stole their culture. The, Mm -hmm. then the Romans appropriated their culture and built on top of their stuff, copied their architecture, renamed their gods. And I like how they kind of put this in the game, how this has been happening um, the whole time. Cause I always thought it was like, interesting how you know the roman and greek gods are the same they just have different Mm -hmm. names Uh, always all the time when i was learning uh, mythology and stuff like that so the way that they handled that or kind of just kind of brought it up they don't really make a big stance about it until the end it was cool i like that yeah it's just they i mean i they did they did their research uh for yeah uh, for for this whole kind of layered civilization, um, you know, 
sandwich, I guess, but it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, I, yeah, I, I can't say enough. It was just, just, just really well done. It was just really yeah. well done. Um, and it made you think about that whole thing. Like, yeah, like <clears throat> there's all, there was all these great civilizations that were there and then they fell by some corruption or whatever it is that happened, you know, just someone else built right on top of them and then they just took yeah. their appropriated all their stuff. So it was, um, it was cool, and then like, and then, you know, as we as we talk about the the ending, the canon ending. But uh, what are the other endings that yeah. you picked up though? Also, so I'm just there's four. There's four endings. Um, the other two are both involved with um, uh, Centilla and mm-hmm. helping her escape. Oh right, yep. So when you met her, I assume you just told her like. I would love to help you escape, but I can't right now because yeah. that's the way, that's the way to keep playing basically. Yep. So there's two things you can do. You can just like escape with Centilla, just the two of you. Mm-hmm. And that ends the game. And let's see. So ending two. Uh, so either way you break Centilla out. Sentius comes up. Uh, he catches you doing oh. it. You, you have the same conversation with him as you have probably had before about how he knows all of this. And you say, you know, well, we're leaving time for you to die. And he gets real cocky. He's got his armor on and he's like, you have a bow and arrow. I'm wearing centurion armor. What are you going to do? And uh, you say like, I can't do much, but she can. And Centilla sneaks up behind him and sets him on fire and he burns to death. Yeah, it's really cool. Dang, okay. Yeah, she got him. And uh, then- if it's just the two of you, you run out and you get an ending, uh, which I wrote down here. Mm-hmm. The paradox uh, from Sentius dying, you disappear, but Centilla escapes. You go outside, you meet Al, and you head out through the aqueduct. In all three of the remaining endings, you meet Karen again outside. Okay. And she gives you a tablet that Centilla wrote. And if it was just the two of you, her tablet is how she's like, you know, Dave thank you so much for helping me escape. I feel horrible about dooming everybody else to, (laughs) you know, eternal torture in the golden statue life. Um, but thank you. I'm going to try to use my time the best I can, you know, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. The other way to do it is if you loop it and you can tell Galerius to gather everybody up in the system. Mm -hmm. And you have to get all the other side quests done Tell him to, you know, save Yulia, uh, win the election, save Julie, all that stuff. Because everyone mm-hmm. has to be up there. Um, and then you do the same thing. You let Centilla out. She sets Sentius on fire. You get paradoxed out of there, but all of them escape. And then you get another, it's the same ending, but you get a tablet from Centilla saying like, thank you so much for helping all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible for people to not make it if you didn't complete their side quest. So oh. I forgot to set Dooley free. So he died. <laughs> oh, <poor laughs> Sorry, <Dooley>. buddy. <laughs> um, and Galerius died too, but everyone uh, else got out. Yeah. So that's ending two and three. They're very similar. Um, but one of them is very sad because Scintilla feels guilt uh, for leaving everyone. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the other one is nice because she just thanks you for saving everybody. Yeah. Then we get to the canon ending, which both of us did. And this was my first ending too. Um, So this one all starts with basically you have to do all the side quests 
and you have to help Galerius get elected. Right. And he has to win by a majority of the voters, which is only the men because it's ancient Rome. <laughs> yeah. And so I think he has to have like six votes, maybe five or six, something like that. And you don't have to do all the side quests, but you have to do most of them. Right. By helping people, uh, they will sway their vote uh, because you don't save their, you don't do their side quest. You tell Galerius like, right. hey, deliver this medicine, yada, 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 do this, do this, do this. And then everyone's like, Galerius saved my life. I'm going to vote for him. Yeah. So did you, this was one of the things I had to look up in a guide was how to get Galerius elected. Did you figure this out? No, I did the same. I, I looked it up. I was like, okay, especially with the, the, cause I thought if I just had him help a couple of them, it would work. But then I was like, oh, like when I read the guide, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like him actively doing the work, they see him doing that and they, that sways them in their, in his favor kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, before that though, you, ha- you still had to get the other guy to, to back out. That's right. You have to get Maliolus to drop out. And I yeah. needed a guide for that too. And then when I saw the solution, I was like, oh, Dave, come on. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All was... you have to do, you have to go talk to his wife. She's loudly crying upstairs. Yeah. Like I heard her crying, but the door is locked. And he even tells you where the key is uh, for his house. And I just like, I was like, I got in the house by scaling a wall. I don't need a fucking key. I'm <laughs> I'm getting out a different way. Right. And all you have to do is pick up that key and unlock the door that she's behind. And then you can basically trick her into giving you the dirt on him. Yeah. I mean, I went, I went to see her pretty early, Okay, but I didn't have like the letter and, and all that stuff to kind of like be like confront her. Like, Hey, what's going on? Like, who's this guy really? Yeah. And, um, or at least I didn't present it to her. It's like the first few times she was just, she was really rude. She was just like, get away, get out of here. Yeah, like, yeah that's true. You probably so. do need some information. You at least need yeah. to know that he's, I think the name's Quintius, Quintius yes. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You need to know that he's that guy. You might even need the mm-hmm. letter that the assassin has. I'm not sure. I think you're right. Um, at least like, yeah, because I think you confront him with it. Yeah. Like you give him the letter, like what's going on with this? Like, and that makes I don't know if that, that fully makes him back out. There's something else I forget that you had to give him to finally, for him to be like, okay, I'll back down kind of thing. But yeah, but yeah, again, it was, it was just still like interesting way to, to beat a boss, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I like the kind of, it's simple, but the manipulation that you're doing um, in a couple of these yeah. things. So trying to get him to drop out. And once that happens, and if you have enough side quests, I just did all of them because I thought they were all pretty interesting. But mm-hmm. um, once you have enough, Galerius gets elected. Um, he lets Julie out. Julie runs out and immediately steals. <laughs> so um, I can't remember. No, uh, you didn't need to do the election in order to open up the temple. Uh, which is how you actually beat the game. You just right. need the tablet because, like, you yeah, you had to get Dooley, the, the tablet. Dooley has so, the yeah. tablet in his uh, his jail cell, which is a weird mm-hmm. thing for them to be like. You know, we're gonna lock you up in jail for the rest of your life, but you can keep this tablet. That's just 
<laughs> you could bash your head open with it, but we trust yeah. you. Yeah. I guess they, they, they figured he likes shiny things or whatever. So here you go. Yeah. So let him have it. Yeah. A little, a little kindness uh, for Dooley. So <laughs> yeah. um, that, but that was when I, uh, when you let him out, you get the tablet, he runs out, he immediately steals something and breaks the golden <laughs> rule. And I was like, oh man. I, I swear I don't remember that, but okay. Because um, the whole time he's in the, the, the cage, he and Galerius are both like, he wouldn't steal anything. He's fine. He's harmless. And he immediately <laughs> steals something. Um, so anyway, uh, on to the ending. So you get those yep. tablets. Um, they were not really that hard to come by, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so you go into the temple. Uh, you walk through. I like how you you start in the Roman, then the Greek, then the Egyptian, then the Sumerian, and then fucking like future, like, Blade Runner shit (laughs) or like Tron. It's like fucking Tron in there. Tron. That was, yeah, (laughs) Tron for sure. Um, So you go in there, you talk with uh, the Lord of the Underworld who goes by Mm -hmm. all those different names, Pluto, Hades, Osiris, uh, et cetera. The the Sumerian one, I didn't write down because I can't pronounce it. So (laughs) yeah. yeah. And then you have a dialogue boss battle uh, with this God and it's really hard. Yeah. So did you, it really is. Did you make it through this without a guide? Oh no. Um, like, cause what's her name is there. And and, she, and then you figure out that this is uh Prosperina. No. Proserpina. Yeah. Proserpina's like, she's the one in, in case in that glass, she's been the one that's been talking to you yeah, this entire through time. Through the statues. Through the statues. And, and then like, I mean, the one thing I was like, okay, she, she says like, break the glass, grab my, grab my crown. Yeah. I did that before I was like, okay, I found a guide after that, but it was it like, even before that, like the kind of the, the tree that you're, you're talking through with him and like mm-hmm. trying to go through this philosophical battle with him. And he's just like, basically just like shutting you down in every corner. Yeah. It's just like, Damn. This guy has an answer for everything. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so, did you did you do the thing where you break the crown, break the glass, and steal I did, the crown? Yeah, I grabbed the crown, and I think it caused a loop. And then he, and then you came back and you presented that crown to him. He's like, well, "How did you do that?" And it's like, "Well, you know, I've got these, I have these special skills. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I'm something of a god myself." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I couldn't do that. I. Really? I broke the glass and I grabbed the crown and I, I couldn't escape. There's just too many of the uh, archers. Um, okay. Only, maybe only one or two times I got out of the temple. I tried this like 10 times. Um, <laughs> I got out of the temple maybe once or twice. And I like, I had tried so hard to get out of the temple that once I got out, I panicked and I was like, I don't know where to go. And then they just <laughs> killed me. <laughs> Um, so I couldn't do that. So I had to go through the dialogue and you have to have basically done all the side quests Uh and you have to exhaust the dialogue, but you have to do it in the right order. So Mm. you have to ask him for the story of what's going on here first, uh, which he'll tell you, which is uh, really cool. Um, I really love this explanation for what's going on that he, is um so he's a god proserpina is also a god they um made a deal with jupiter 
that if a human city can live without sin for one year, Jupiter is like the the Zeus of Roman yep. mythology, that humans would be allowed into Elysium, uh, which is a like the good place in the underworld, yeah. right? Yeah. Not in Hades, it's not. That fucking place in Hades is brutal. But uh, in, <laughs> in the mythology, it's it's the good place where all the decorated warriors go um, and live. Okay. So he they make this deal because they've taken on a human form to go to Earth and kind of live amongst the people, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, but by doing that, they lock themselves out of, you know, the places that only gods can access. Uh, so mm. they made this deal that if a human city can live without sin for a year, um, then they can go back, basically. Proserpina can go back. Um, and that Pluto slash Hades, the, the god you're talking to, is keeping Proserpina mm-hmm. in this suspended animation um, against her will, which is why she's been trying to help you break out. And if you tell him this, if you say like, Hey, she's been talking to me this whole time. He freaks out and you lose. Oh, oh, okay. Um, like you, like that, like that's when the battle. Yeah, that's commences. when the battle begins. Okay. And then I'm like, she's like, break the glass. And I was like, okay, but I, I couldn't, couldn't do it. So I yeah. had to keep trying the, uh, the boss battle. And I needed a guide to get to the end. It's really difficult. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they kind of. I kind of simplified it, but it's a really long and really cool conversation. Did you enjoy just getting this kind of the answers to all your questions basically? Yeah, basically it was, it was, it was cool to like that. They kind of laid it all out. Like what the whole point of the game is or really what the whole point of the golden rule is. And like, yeah. um, And, and uh, you know, you, you feel like you kind of feel for him too. Cause he's like trying to save her. He's trying to like, like let her like, look, you're God and then you're trying to be human. Like she, she fell for the, these, these like primitive life forms. And he's, yeah. like, she's, she's, she's not, she's not really thinking straight. And at the same time, like you also understand her point is like, you know, like we can't be just ruling over these people. Like, you know, we have to experience life the way they do or whatever it is. And, and, um, and she's, she's fallen for, you know, humans and their, and their nature, so to speak. And, um, that, that kind of, that, that kind of, that push and pull between the two of them and like their, their, their ideals is, it was interesting yeah. for sure. So he, he basically just made an executive decision and just locked her right. up, uh, yep. and was saying like, no, we're going to do this my way. So they, yeah. So what I like about this too, is that this experiment has been going on for a long time through all different mm-hmm. cultures through through time starting with the sumerians and then the egyptians and they failed they couldn't do it for a whole year and then the <laughs> greeks couldn't do it uh now we're on the romans assuming you know assuming our character never came along the romans surely wouldn't have been able to do it and then it would have been on right. you know whoever came after them the I don't know, the Ottoman Empire. Again, history. I don't know shit about history, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, the Vikings. I yeah. don't know. Um, they certainly wouldn't have made it a year without sinning, but <laughs> no. um, so that's why he's ruling with this, you know, iron fist, golden rule, golden fist. That would have been better wordplay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so that's why he's doing it. And then you. The second part of it is trying to convince him to take the golden rule away. 
And mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different ways that your character tries. And like you said, he just swats all of them down. Yeah. And one thing I really like is that he he kind of gets kind of childish when you kind of catch him in something and you're like, you know, this is actually like breaking the golden rule. You've been overlooking this the whole time. Yeah. You're trying to yeah. get him to like admit that this experiment's not perfect and that it could never succeed. But yeah. if you point out, you know, like, hey, Decius is like holding out, letting people die for profit. Isn't that breaking the golden rule? And he's kind of like, yeah, it is actually. Would you like me to just count that as breaking the golden rule and everyone's going <laughs> to die? And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I didn't mean that. Sorry. Sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Let's back up. Let's back up. Yeah. This, this conversation was fascinating, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It was a cool way to, um, to end the game, so to speak. I mean, uh, there, there's a little bit more that happens. Yeah. Obviously not, not like not really in terms of progression, but you know, there's the, the canon ending happens and all that stuff, which is neat. Yeah. But, but yeah, like it, it was, it was, it reminded me a bit of the first Dr. Strange and the, the, the fight that he has with Dormammu. It wasn't really a fight, right? Like mm-hmm. it was just him kind of like essentially doing a time loop uh, and then convincing him like you know, to, to, to eventually yield. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So uh, I apologize if you didn't watch that. No, I, I did watch it, but I watched it. I watched it when it first came out. So it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just stuck to me because it was like, it was, it wasn't a, a normal like Marvel brawl with the bad guy kind of thing. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was just, it was just different, which I appreciated. And kind of what I appreciated about this game too. Yeah. It was just like, you're, you're, you're trying to match wits with uh, essentially a God. Yeah. And you 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 kind of fail, but like at the same like, and then you got to get to get get the ugh, got to get that help from uh, from others to to beat him. So yeah, or uh, if you're not able to do the you know Perserpina's crown thing like me, there is a way to get through it through strictly dialogue. And so what you have to do is you have to convince him that a the deal is unfair because humans will never make it a year without sinning. Mm. And, uh, basically all through the dialogue boss battle, there are lots of options where he counters by saying like, that doesn't matter because humans are beneath me, you know? (laughs) Uh, and so part of winning the dialogue boss battle is getting him to admit that he and Jupiter made a mistake. And, uh, then he kind of freaks out. He's like, I can't make a mistake. I'm a God. And it's like, uh, you know, actually that's like the most human thing there is, is to make a mistake. So by doing this, you're not better than humans. And then he freaks out and he's like, well, I can't, I can't have this, this will not stand. And then you have to, after <laughs> that, you have to convince him that like, no, it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. That's like everyone here that's in the underworld is making mistakes. It's, it's, you know, it's a perfectly natural thing to do. And once you convince him of that, you can convince him that like the golden rule was a mistake. This deal was a mistake and that it should be abolished. And mm. it's really hard. It takes the perfect answers. You have to exhaust all the dialogue and answer everything correctly. And it's a lot. And I've done some dialogue boss battles in my time. And this is one of the hardest ones. It's, it's, it requires a lot of you. <laughs> and I think that that, 
talk with the philosopher down, you know, under the city kind of prepares you for this a little bit with him talking to you about like, do you know, he asks you a bunch of questions about like, do you know what it is to sin? Do you know the difference between right and wrong? And then he gets into the philosopher thing of like, okay, how do you know that you know? And how do you know that you know that you know? And stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. It, it's really cool. Really cool way to end the game. Yeah, I um, thoroughly enjoyed it. I uh, And I, I felt like the the actual ending definitely, like I, in a way it paid off um, because you you had closure with everyone. Yeah. Essentially which was nice. Yeah. So speaking of, um, so after he abolishes the golden rule, you get paradoxed out of there and uh, you go talk to Karen again um, and you get this, you get another tablet and it has more kind of thanks from everybody. And now you go to this museum at the end. So you, you did this, right? You went to the museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think about this? I thought it was real weird when it started, but I'll get get your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, uh, it definitely, definitely was strange, but uh, I guess it pulled. It, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think what happens is they pull everyone to your timeline yeah, or do. like to your. Yeah. <laughs> Which so is then. Weird. <laughs> yeah, like so. I don't know if now the the weird thing to me is like, do they live out their lives? in Roman time and then live all the way to your present day, or do they just, they get plopped in present day. And then they, because like the, the reason why I asked that is there, there's a lot of, Oh no, actually no, the DVD thing is, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, they, they get moved to your time just straight okay. from, cause the, by, I guess him, the God Hades, whatever, shutting down the experiment, abolishing right. the golden rule. It just kind of closes that and in the real world, it's your time. So mm-hmm. you, everyone gets moved up to your time. Okay. No, because like, because a lot of them have kind of embraced their life in this new timeline yeah. already. And it's like, so I thought that was pretty interesting that they were, they were able to kind of quickly get up to speed. Yeah. That, in this that was the only thing where I was like, they're not really accounting for any amount of culture shock or anything. I mean, they've traveled 2000 years into the future, even if there's a magic thing that makes them all speak English, like surely they would have had some difficulties with it. And I think it's, I think it's a year later that you go to the museum a year after you, Karen takes you back into the, the world of the living, but still Mm. it's, everyone seems really well adjusted you know? <laughs> yeah. It's interesting also that what, uh, now, now I'm thinking about like, why were you like held on for another year? It's, it's, um, you, you go outside, you meet Al and then like a year later, I don't know if Al or like the other people have put this exhibit together in the museum and you just get oh, okay. an invitation to okay. go meet them all. Uh, it's, it's not like you got, got held it, back got in it, time a year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, so you get to see all your uh, all your buds. Yeah, that's cool. Then you you kind of catch up with them and see what they've been up to, and um, yeah, it, it's 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 fun. It's fun to just see. Like, I, I I wish that they left Decius there, <laughs> but you know he's there, and but at least at least you kind of get a get one more over him. Yeah. With uh, with <laughs> like you know 
Invest That's in right. DVDs. Yeah, be I, I told him to invest in DVD <laughs> rentals. Yeah. <laughs> so good. That so was cool. Um, Sentius is still in the underworld as the, uh, actually, mm-hmm. to, that means that the underworld didn't close. They just took the people out and put them into the land of the living. Uh, but they that kind of underworld scenario is still there. And Sentius is the last golden statue uh, down there. So that right. sucks for him. He got his comeuppance. He did, yes. Um, this uh, this ending was kind of. I, I like these kind of endings where you you see all your buddies one last time, you know, mm-hmm. in games or whatever. Um, this one was kind of bittersweet because none of them remember you. They just know of you. They know mm-hmm. that you're the person who helped them escape, but they don't remember anything that you did together because you've been time looping this whole time, uh, which That's makes true. Yeah. makes sense. But it is kind of. Um, yeah, I wanted to meet up with Galerius and, you know, he's like, Dave, and I'm like, Galerius, and <laughs> big hug and stuff like that. But no, they just kind of know that you're the one who did it. They don't remember anything else about you. Yeah. And, and I, I think I think you mentioned this in your notes here. I thought you did. Uh, when you get to the end, you yeah. see everyone at the bottom kind of clapping for you and... uh it's, big it's, crowd, big yeah. crowd down there. Yeah. It's everyone that, everyone that was uh, a golden statue, which is pretty cool. That was cool. That was like a, a nice little moment where I was like, yeah, I did it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That was real cool. I didn't realize is that, um, that the pile of bones in front of the portal was the magistrate though. Yeah. Kind of going back. Yeah. If you, um, if you follow him to the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you follow him closely, uh, you'll see him get disintegrated into a pile of bones. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And the, uh, I didn't mention this before. If someone's listening this far, surely you've played the game <laughs> or you don't care to, but um, Proserpina was the one who taught him how to do that mm-hmm. uh, time portal uh, magic, basically. Uh, taught him like the incantation to, yeah. to do that. Um, and there's like a the stipulation is that like he, he, he has to die in order to open up this portal, but it doesn't matter because it's a time loop. He can do this as many times as he wants to. Um, but it is cool. You do see him like basically get reduced to bones in a second. It's cool. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't wait long enough or look at him, but it's, I guess that's the other thing that's kind of cool about this game. Like if you just kind of wait around sometimes, uh, some conversations loop and whatnot, but, you can you can kind of get clued in on on everyone and, and their situations too. So yeah, it's not just the dialogue when people are talking to you. It's you know the conversations that they're having. I like yeah. um a lot of the dialogue that happens in that in that bar. Yeah, in the slums, the uh, <laughs> there's an achievement for getting rejected by the uh, the bartender. Oh, she <laughs> she comes up to you and she's like, you know, I love your clothes. And if you try to hit on her right away, she'll be like, oh, uh-uh. And then you get an <laughs> achievement. It's pretty funny. Yeah. She she's a she's a horrible person too. <laughs> yeah. She but not because not because she rejected you, but because No, it's because she um she tells you that she knows a way out. And then if you pay for it, she'll just be like, I don't remember what she says, but it's bullshit, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the uh that's the forgotten city that was um is a really enjoyable game uh fun to kind of recount the um experiences here with it uh with you dude appreciate you coming on the show yeah oh this is fun i uh 
I wish I could play longer games. Maybe I don't know. I'll I'll try and find another game that I uh, <laughs> will try to finish. I will try to find a game for you that takes an hour or less to complete. Oh, okay. And there we go. That'll and, be that'll be. You fun. know, as a, as someone who, for the way the show works, has to beat three games a month. I appreciate an hour long game too. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you once again, man. Uh, thanks everybody for listening and tune in next week for the next game that comes out of the backlog.